Hello, and welcome to the Way Family Podcast, episode 50. Whoa. We're just two normal people talking about normal, everyday stuff. We're not experts. We don't claim to be. And right now, I think I'm just going to dance it out. <laughs> oh my. Super Bowl 2017-51. Yeah. That was a crazy game. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it was awesome. It was a really good game. I was like stoked because I was like, okay, the Falcons are going to win. And then the Patriots totally came up from behind. And then it was the overtime. And then... First wow. overtime in Super Bowl history. Yeah, that's pretty cool. We were on the edge of our seats. I did not watch an entire game the entire season. Yeah, me neither. Except this one. Well, because who cares about football? <laughs> not me. And not some, you. Some people really do. Some people do. I know. Really do. And you know what? Good for you if you care about football. Yeah, way to go. Way to go. <laughs> but I did not like, like either of the teams that played. I watched no. it for the commercials mm-hmm. and for Lady Gaga at halftime, mm-hmm. which was awesome. Yeah, she did really She was good. amazing. She has such a good voice, and she's so talented, mm-hmm. and she's so weird, but she's starting to calm down, but she's still weird, you know? But she's also starting to show more of her, like, actually, naturally raw voice, which is good, too. Like, how she just played the piano for that one song, and just sang. Yeah, Million like, Reasons, mm-hmm. my favorite song. Yeah, I feel like she's letting that show a little more. Because remember, when we first found that video of her, or like, that recording of her and Tony Bennett... Right, yeah. Singing, and you're like, guess who this is? And I was like, I have no idea. And it was Lady Gaga. She and has I was a like, whole album with what? Him. And that was so hard to believe because all her songs are so crazy. And you don't really hear her good voice in all her earlier stuff like Poker Face and Just Dance and stuff. You can't really hear how good her voice is. So I'm glad she's doing that because she has a really good voice. And she's really good at piano. In my opinion, it was the best halftime show I've seen. I don't even remember most halftime shows. I, I liked Coldplay last year. And I mean, but that was like more, I feel like that was more high energy than hers. Hers was kind of all over the place, but it was really good still. It was like dancing and she did like a, like skydiving thing with like a harness and there was drones and crazy. She's crazy, but that's her. Yeah. So anyways, how was your week, hon? Well, before we talk about our week, why don't we talk about what we're going to talk about and then we'll talk about it. Okay. You introduce the topic because I'm not really. Yeah, I'm not really 100% sure on what the topic is either. Mm -hmm. But broad topic of labels. Are labels good or are labels bad? Label makers. How should we use labels? Not label makers. (laughs) I love label makers. I do too. They're so fun. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking about labels that you give people or that you give yourself. Yeah. That you, things that you identify as or like something that you would put in your Instagram bio or... That's exactly what I was thinking of when we first talked about this topic was like the things that are in my Instagram bio. Yeah. And how, because it says like wife, mom, beanie maker, something like that. I thought about my LinkedIn a little bit because my LinkedIn says like 
Okay, I'm just going to say I am going to be making fun of myself on this episode oh. because I think my LinkedIn bio says like creative speaker musician something. Well, LinkedIn is like a more professional thing, so that's like the kind of things you would want people to know about you. Right. Well, anyways, we'll get into that later. But first of all, how was your week? My week was great. Um, yeah, it was great. It it rained a couple times this week. Um, I got our budget done. We're doing the cash system oh, this yeah. month, which is, it was very stressful for me to like figure out. I changed my payroll at um, one of my jobs to, I only get paid once a month on the first of the month. And so we can do the cash system because we have been consistently going over our budget on mm-hmm. certain things and we need to save money and we have not been saving money. So I was very stressed out about that, but I got it done and I felt very accomplished and yeah, other than that, um, it was good. It's been nice to be playing guitar regularly and um, I have feel like I have a little more of a creative outlet also, we got to go see the sunset, which was pretty nice um, and relaxing. And then we got to see the Super Bowl and, with my family. That was the, I'd say the best part about the Super Bowl was seeing it with my family and hanging out with them and Forrest being able to play with <laughs> grandma and grandpa and his aunts and stuff. That was fun. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. How was your week? My week was good. Um, yeah, the sunset was fun. Yesterday we brought a picnic to the beach and, um, yeah, it was just nice. We try to do that at least every week, at least once a week. I mean, we would love to do it more, but at least once. And that's a nice way to reset and just take a little breather, I guess. Um. You also did something very interesting this week. Oh, yeah. I went to that business conference. And when I say business conference, it's not like a business conference. It's like a conference about small businesses, basically. It's called the Business Boutique, which they all say in the South. It's run by some people that are from the South. They all say boutique. Boutique. Business, business boutique. Boutique. But that sounds so weird to say. So, But anyways, um, yeah, it was a conference for small business owners and people who are looking to start small businesses. And it was very encouraging and very motivating and very helpful. I like came back with like a whole book of notes and it was just really, really good. They talked about like the basics of how to like build your business. She had like this um, visual, like a cake. So like with all the layers of the cake, you have the bottom layer that's like the biggest and then you have the next layer that's a little bit smaller and you know how a cake is layered like a typical wedding cake um and how you have to have like your base layer which is she was saying that your your base layer is like the reason why you're doing your business so it made me think about like why am i doing the business and part of it is because i love to make things i love to knit and i love to crochet and part of it is because i want to keep staying home with forest and i want to pay off my loans so then from there she had like all the other layers i think there was like four tiers all together 
they all were like meaning something. And then at the top, the top layer was like specific goals on how to reach your vision. So it was like your reason why. And then it was like your vision or I'm probably getting out of order, but it was like vision, mission statement, goals. It was something like that. And then like the top was like specific goals. So these are all things that like I will have to figure out for my business. And I don't know. It was just really, really helpful. And it made me feel like, okay, I can make some necessary changes that I need to make to the business to make it better. And so I felt really good about that. And then there was an accounting section, like a finances by Dave Ramsey, the finance guy. And that was really helpful too. And I don't know. It was all just really helpful. What what was Dave Ramsey like? Was he like yelling? No, he's like, was he did wait how did he come out on stage well they had like <laughs> did they have music playing and yeah, he like and came like out lights. and he was like fist pumping oh i don't remember i don't remember how he came out oh i wasn't there because i was eating a snack i was eating my crepe so i wasn't there when he came out on stage oh i oh, got a crepe my. from the food truck okay they give you like a 30 minute like break and they have all these food trucks out there so okay obviously i have to go to the bathroom it's been like a couple hours and i was drinking stuff so go to the bathroom there's 10 million people in the bathroom because it's like a women's conference basically well there was a lot of guys there for it being a women's conference but whatever so then i go to the bathroom and then i go out to the crepe truck there's like a lot of trucks but i was like yes crepes that's what i'm getting and then by the time i get it like everything is like shut down and the thing has already started so i don't know how i came out on stage but how they brought Christy on stage both times, the main girl, Christy Wright, it was like lights and stuff. And she just like came out and she's just like waving and like smiling. <laughs> but I'm sure he was probably like dancing a little bit. He's funny. He's a, he's when, a good when speaker. When I've gone to conferences with him, mm-hmm. he comes out on stage and they have like music and he like, he like kind of like March dances out. He oh like, boy. he's like March dances and then he's like fist pumping and he's like yeah are you ready don't spend money (laughs) budget yeah i don't know well that was something he talked about a lot was making a budget and his well his thing in general is like never go into debt so he was really putting importance on finding like how much of your own money you want to put into your business before it just becomes like it's just a hobby that's draining your bank account, your personal bank account, and how important it is to keep your business and personal bank accounts separate. Um, so I don't know. That was really interesting. But another thing that Christy said is like something that we've talked about before. It's important to like if you're working from home, it can be a blessing and a curse because you if you don't set hours, like a regular job hours, then you're just either going to be always working or never working. And it's going to be really hard to like, then it's like you're never present at home and you're never present like at your quote unquote job that, you know, your business. So you have to set set hours for you to be working. It's like, this is my hours to work. And this is when I can't be disturbed, whatever, and have like a set space for you to do your work. Otherwise, it just is crazy, which like we know is crazy. It's everywhere. So those are some things I'm going to work on. Another thing I'm going to work on is getting an email list, which I don't know how I do that through Etsy, but I don't know. She just gave lots of, it was really helpful. It was really fun. And I just felt so motivated after. Awesome. Yeah. And you won? I won $1,000. <laughs> yep. They drew my name. They they drew one person to win 250 
dollars and one person to win a thousand dollars and i won a thousand dollars out of like the two thousand people that were there that is so crazy yeah i was i could not believe it it was like you fill out like this insurance quote it's like a free insurance quote from this company that they're promoting so everyone did it during the break and then they drew one person who filled out that quote and it was me so i got a hundred dollars a thousand dollars in cash on a stage in front of everybody at that conference and that is awesome yeah it was so awesome i couldn't believe it i was like i was freaking out (laughs) now we can pay our taxes oh and i can get my hair done yeah (laughs) maybe i can get my gallbladder removed oh not with that much money i know (laughs) it'd be nice though oh so yeah it was really good i would if you're in the nashville area or like maybe around there they have one there i think every year Mm -hmm. and they're also having one in sacramento the another one day event but the one in nashville is like a two-day or three-day event and i would really recommend it if you are a small business owner or even like thinking about maybe starting a small business or if you've like recently started one they this is for you so i would totally totally check that out because it was super good so awesome what about the rest of your week um i was pretty sick the rest of the week (laughs) so that was lame but it's still good Forrest is very sweet he's very sweet when i'm sick well most of the time he's sweet he takes care of you but then he's also like bouncing off the the walls yeah he's also crazy and like yells a little bit but this morning i was still asleep and zach and Forrest were up and my feet were on like my like they were out of the blankets and because I always sleep with one foot out, but apparently both my feet were out. And I felt Forrest like come and pull the blankets over my feet. And he's like, ah, uh, there you go, mama. I got you, mama. <laughs> I was like, oh, gosh, he's so sweet. Oh, he's so sweet. Sometimes. Sometimes he's crazy, but yeah, we got a pretty sweet kid. So anyways, moving on. Labels. Are labels good or are labels bad? Are labels positive or are they negative? And how do we use labels? How do you use labels? Mm, I don't know. When I hear labels, I automatically think back to high school when it was like the skaters and the jocks and the... I can't think of any other labels. Like the band, band people. Because really there was like that... There was those clicks you know and those groups of people and that's like if you're if you're explaining a person to somebody who does who doesn't like i you can't think of him you're like oh yeah he's that skater kid that does this and looks oh, like this he's a meathead yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah so it's, that's what i automatically think of and i think sometimes people like to be classified like that but that doesn't mean that it's an overall good thing you know right so i don't know if it's like I don't know. I don't okay, think well, it's positive or negative. I think it's just... I think that it can be yeah. very negative. Why? Think of the example that you used. Mm-hmm. You used the example of high school and being in cliques. Cliques in and of themselves are negative. Well... They're closed-minded. That's They're not their what I was meaning. separate group. No, but that's not what I was meaning. And, like, when I think of that, because I'm not meaning cliques in, like, the typical sense. Just, like... 
they're classified by what they do, like their hobbies, basically. Like the the skater kids or the band kids or the jocks. Like they, it wasn't like their cliques and they don't let other people in their group. It's just like a but classification. A part of it. Yeah, I think there definitely could be cliques. You know, like the skater kids don't hang out with the band kids. Yeah, or generally, like, like if you think about. Like, we were just talking to our friend about this, and she was saying how at her old church, there's, like, this group of cool moms, and then there's, like, they all dress the same, act the same, have the same hair, and then there's, like, the outsider group of moms that she never really noticed before, and, like, why are they the outsider moms, and, like, why is there a cool group of moms at a church, you know? So, that, I think, is a click. That would be considered a click, you know? even though it's not necessarily purposeful. But I'm sure they don't classify themselves as cool moms. But, you know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, they don't classify themselves that way. But I'm sure that there is something central to the group of cool moms that kind of pulls them together Mm -hmm. that they can identify as. Yeah. Like, oh, we're the young, hip, creative, trendy moms. Yeah. And the rest of... People are not that. Yeah. So we're not going to associate ourselves with the rest of those people. We're only going to associate ourselves with people who are exactly like us. Yeah. That's true. It's sad, but it's true. Then you don't have any diversity. Mm -hmm. Because people like to be around people who are like them. And that's not inherently bad but when you take that to its farthest extreme which i think is what a lot of people do and i think that labels encourage them to do that then it's very detrimental and very negative Mm -hmm. so if you look at facebook for an example you have the progressive liberals and you have the staunch conservatives Mm -hmm. and that's their team that's their group Mm -hmm. and everyone else is against them yeah. They are in a war against the other side and they use their label to identify who they are and also who the bad guys are. Yeah, and who they're against. Right. Yeah. And so even if someone was their friend in real life on Facebook, if you're a progressive lib- liberal, you cannot be friends so with annoying. a staunch conservative. Right? Yeah, or like the people that said, if you voted for this person, just unfriend me right now. Right, it, then that's exactly what I'm yeah. talking about. Like, I saw so many people who said that, and I'm just like, you are a fool. Seriously. Stop it. Yeah. Grow up. Yeah. Labels like that are for high school and junior high. Yeah. And when you graduate, you are supposed to grow out of those labels. Yeah. And for conservatives who say that they welcome open discourse and conversation and arguments and for progressives who say that they are so open to diversity and they want different opinions and different thoughts they're completely full of bs because they're complete echo chambers because of the labels that they choose to identify themselves with yeah and so i would say labels in and of themselves are not bad or good yeah But when you find your identity in a label, that can be very dangerous Mm -hmm. because no longer is your 
identity found in who you are. It's in what label you ascribe to yourself. Yeah. I think that I would disagree with you when you said that it's not necessarily bad to just want to be with people that are like you. Because I think it is bad to only be with people that are like you. And I think that it's not... I think being around people that are different than you, whether that be different political parties or like whatever, whatever that means, I think that it is good because it challenges us and it's something different, you know, it's like. Right. And I would agree with you. But what I was just saying is um, we look for friends that have similar things to us, like we have similar interests. Yeah. And so that's like a same thing that draws us together. And we might have different opinions on different things, but we have like a common bond. Mm-hmm. But if we're only looking for people who align with us on every single thing, yeah, that's negative. Yeah, that's true. That's what I'm saying too. So I think that labels are fine to use as a description, but they're not a good place to find your identity. Um, but then that goes back to what we were talking about, like how I would label myself like I labeled myself on my Instagram bio, which I don't actually know exactly what it is, but something like wife, mother, beanie maker, breakfast lover. I think that's what it is. I wouldn't label myself as a breakfast lover. Like that's one of my things, but wife, mom, and Christ follower. Like those are my things. Like that is my identity, I would say. And those are also labels. Don't right. you think? Yes, I think so. But I think that those are adjectives and those aren't nouns. Those are nouns. I like a describing noun, you mean? Yeah, they describe you. Yeah. They're modifiers of Hannah. Mm-hmm. They're not definers of Hannah. So then what is the definer? I don't know. <laughs> I don't Come know. Come on. <laughs> I don't have all of the answers. <laughs> I know. I'm just your regular Joe Schmo. I'm Okay, I'm a typical millennial. I'm quick to point the finger at something when I see the problem and I typically do not have the answer. <laughs> but hey, here's the answer that I do have. Stop finding your identity in labels. Yeah. Because that is stupid. Well, that's true. And I did that in high school. And I did that three years. I did that last year. Hmm. I know know for a fact that I did that. And I know that it was negative. Why? What did you do? I found my identity in the labels that I gave myself. Like, what were the labels? Give us an example. Musician. I'll use that as an example. Mm Mm-hmm. Whenever I didn't live up to my musician label that I had prescribed to myself, my identity, my self-worth fell through the roof and I went into a deep, dark depression. Mm. But I think that there's also labels that I could use, labels that I used to use that would make me an enemy of someone else. Oh, well, thank you, Siri. Siri. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Siri just. She was listening to our whole conversation. To everything that I said, and she said, 
hey, here's the answer that I do have. Stop finding your identity in labels because that is stupid. And I did that in high school. And I did that for, you know, I don't last year, blah, 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 blah. And then Siri said, I'm just trying to help you. <laughs> well, you're not very helpful right now, Siri. You're interrupting. <laughs> Rude. I forgot what I was saying. I know, okay, yes. I know for a fact that my labels that I chose, they were part, I allowed them to become the center of my identity and I created divisions and separations and um, general dislike towards other groups, other people who did not share my label. Mm. You know what I mean? Yes, I know what you mean, but I think it's dumb. Well, yeah, I did that last year. And so this is just something that I'm learning right now. Yeah. Is that labels um, should be used as more of an adjective and less of a noun. Because when you find your identity in a label, then it causes divisions. Mm -hmm. I think that that's like, that's why progressives hate conservatives. That's why conservatives hate progressives that is why um all lives matter hates black lives matter and black lives matter hates all lives matter mm -hmm. and you know that is why because we have placed our identity in this group or in this label and then that naturally causes some sort of division between other people who don't share that label but yeah. also also i mean to a small degree and also to a larger degree. So a smaller degree would be like photographers. Like photographers go to photographers conferences. Photographers want to hang out with other photographers. Photographers want to hang out with creative people, right? Mm -hmm. And so I would if say creative people want to hang out with creative, creative people. people want to hang out with creative people. Okay. Mm -hmm. But then if there's like an accountant, an accountant is not going to naturally be part of the friend group yeah. of a f photographer because they yeah. have some sort of separation. They don't have mm -hmm. the same interests. And when the photographer makes photography their main identifier of their life, then everything that doesn't fit into that category or into that label is going to be cut out. Yeah. And I think that that causes problems. Yeah. And that causes separation and division and... Envy and jealousy and strife and bitterness and anger. Oh, my. Just all of the negative things. Yeah. What do you think? Because I've been going on pretty much monologue. <laughs> you do that sometimes. Um, I think that... I don't know. I, I don't really... I feel like I don't know too much on this because i think that this this is mostly an idea that you just kind of thought of this week and it's like you know this but i think that i'm just thinking about like how i have chosen my friends in like the last year or so and the main thing that like the people that i've gotten closest to this year is people that i have like the biggest thing in common with married with kids that's like the people that I've gotten the closest to this year. So I think that there's a lot of truth in that saying how you're naturally drawn to people who have like interests, 
But then again, like that's not always the best thing because maybe I, I could definitely benefit from people who aren't married and don't have kids, you know, or, you know, someone who's just totally on a different path than me. But. And they could benefit from you also. Yeah. But it's just hard, like, because that is the biggest thing in my life that is, it's difficult to like put in the effort to try to make new friends that don't have that in common with me since that is the biggest thing. That is the biggest cause of joy. It is probably the biggest cause of stress also. And well, not the biggest cause of stress, but like emotions, I guess. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So that, that feels like an identifying thing for me, like the, the mom and wife thing. So that, I don't know, I'm I'm trying to think like if I was to just like go out to a club and try to befriend some girls that weren't married or didn't have kids, you know, I, I feel like I do not have, I don't want to do that. <laughs> so maybe that's just me being dumb and sticking to my labels without even really knowing it. Yeah, but also but, single people do not want to hang out with married people who have kids because, well, quote. For the most part, because, you can't say all across the board, well, but. yeah. I can because I'm generalizing and I do that often and people (laughs) should know this by now. Yeah. But generally single people do not want to hang out or talk with married people with kids because most of what they talk about is stuff with their kids. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And you don't want to hear about diaper changing and, oh, are they potty trained yet? Or how is teething going? Or how many naps do they take? Or (laughs) things like that. Yeah. But honestly that's not all that parents talk about with their parent friends that's not all that parents talk about but that is the perceived yeah idea from single people about parents and they're the general perceived idea about married with kids people to like single people with no attachments is like they just they do what they want they go out and party they have no responsibilities you know that's like the general perceived thing i mean i know plenty of single people who don't have kids who aren't married who are nothing like those words that i just described go out and party and do whatever they want have no responsibilities but that's like the general idea you know that like you'd think that's that's probably what single people think parent people think of them just like that's probably what that's what parent people think that single people think of them do you know what i mean right so that's tricky but i think that it is dangerous to just only stay in your label when because you are making it's, friends. It's, it's an echo chamber. Yeah. You're not exposed to anything new and everything, everyone who's in your life is affirming what you already believe. Yeah. And it's just like you're all giving each other pats on the back and you're not changing. You're not growing. Yeah. You're not being challenged. Your beliefs aren't being challenged. Your way of life is not being challenged and therefore it's not getting any stronger. Um, and it leads to, I think, stagnation mm-hmm. and just being bored and convenience. boring. Yeah. And being, yeah, the convenience of not having anyone disagree with you or the convenience of not having to listen to someone who maybe might not agree with you mm-hmm. and trying to think through things from their point of view. And I think that all sorts of people do this. I am Mm -hmm. guilty of this also. Yeah. But what I've noticed lately, I've been doing these... Okay, you feel free to mock me because I'm about to say something nerdy. 
But I have been doing these Google Hangouts with people that I do not know, like 10 people at a time, people that I do not know, people that I've never met from. It's like a Skype date with multiple people. That's what a Google Hangout is. I didn't know what it was at first either. Yeah. And I mean, it's cool because when someone's talking, like their face shows up and you can see them and it just automatically switches. But we're talking about all kinds of different stuff. And it's people from all different walks of life, young and a little bit older, and um, people from different states, people from different backgrounds. I don't know most of these people's stories. I don't know how they identify. I don't know what labels they choose. But I do know that I don't agree with most of them. And it has been interesting for me to come in and kind of expose myself to this and I, you know what? I found myself really enjoying it. <laughs> I like, I genuinely like these people and I do not agree with them. That's good. But I think that it, yeah, I think it is good. But it's difficult. It's yeah. like, it's a little uncomfortable. Yeah. And I think it would be more uncomfortable if I was having 10 people who I don't really know come over to my house and sit down face to face. Yeah. I think that would be a little more uncomfortable, but um, it's not like I'm changing my opinions or changing my labels or changing my identity, mm-hmm. but I am conversing with people who don't necessarily share my labels. And most of them are not parents. Most of them are not married. Most of them are single most of them do not share my same political views or religious views, but we all get along. We have a good conversation, and we're able to learn and grow from what each other are talking about. I think that that's cool. I think that, I'm just thinking about this, but I think that the danger really comes when you put labels on other people based on like, I mean, as opposed to just putting labels on yourself, because like, that's what, that's when you get, that's what, what can separate people even more. Like when you put a label on someone else subconsciously, just based on basically when you are, when you just judge someone based off of the little that you know of them and you label them this or this, you know, like what you see on Facebook. Oh, this person is a conservative. This person is a Trump supporter. This person is a crazy feminist. That when like, and those are all political, but that's not the only thing I'm meaning. But like when you label them something and then you that just dismisses them. Like in your mind, yeah. you dismiss them because of that label. And that, I mean... I've done that a couple times based on like very little information about them. I've just decided probably not going to get too close to that person based on that alone. Just I've done that based small on information. profile pictures. Oh my. I am a bad person. I will openly admit it, but. Well, so when, am I. We're all bad people. When, okay. You know what? Even one of my best friends plays Dungeons and Dragons and I openly mock Dungeons and Dragons players as nerds and I do not want to be friends with them. And that's because I have labeled them a nerd and I don't want to have nerd friends. But guess what? I've got a nerd friend now and he plays Dungeons and Dragons 
I still well, like him. Well, good. Who is it? <laughs> well, yeah. But that don't you think that that's like when the, there's actual like that's the danger of the label thing is it's very easy to just dismiss people just even just a tiny not even consciously you know just a subconscious thing in your mind like probably not going to become super good friends with that person based on that tiny info alone you know and I'm thinking about the people that I've done that to like think about the people that you've unfollowed on Facebook like I know in the election season okay that's like it gets crazy but think about okay why did you unfollow those certain people well, they are posting a ton about the election. That's like the main thing. But there's other people that are like, okay, they were sharing too much about their business or like they were sharing too much about this or they did, they said something that offended me or, you know, it's stuff like that. And I know it's just on Facebook, but it's like that little dismissal. I think that's also kind of like a real life dismissal because it's not like you're friends with them in real life, you know, maybe that's a bad example, but. Do you know well, what I mean? Yeah, I think that that's why it's important to kind of see past the labels and see them as a person and not just the label. Yeah, but that's like, I think it's so subconscious sometimes. I think it is subconscious, and that's why we're having this episode be about labels so that okay. we can think a little bit more about it. I'm going to like say this. I'm going to like just talk a tiny bit about politics right now. But, okay, I am not a Trump supporter in any way, and I am but I'm definitely pro-life. So there that is. But somebody that I, I feel so bad, like talking about this, but somebody like before the election happened, somebody that I know, and yes, this was on Facebook. So I guess it's not real life, but it happened on Facebook. So I'm just going to talk about it. They basically posted this article about abortion and that the only reason that they were going to vote for Trump was because of abortion. And that, like, I am, I am against abortion, hands down. Like, there's not a question about that at all. But I'm, I was also against Trump. And I just, like, could not believe that this person was placing their whole vote based on this one issue. And they were saying that they were. And I thought that was so stupid to place your whole vote on this one issue and I just was like, I like unfriended them. I didn't want to, I was like, I don't even want to be your Facebook friend anymore. Like it made me so mad that I did that. So then like, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be friends with that person. And I don't want, I didn't want to be friends with them in real life. And even now it's making me a little bit mad, but like that is a, that, that is just a disagreeance between me and that person. You know, that's like, that right. doesn't mean we can't still be friends. That is one thing we disagree on. And when in politics, it's very tricky because I'll, I'd say, I would say, and this is a generalization, so don't quote me on it or whatever, but I'd say about three quarters, 75% of people are single issue voters. And that makes me so mad. Yeah, that's, it's that's very, stupid. very, it's very, very frustrating. You're putting all your eggs in one basket. And that's why we had Hillary and freaking Trump. Okay, I should say freaking Hillary and freaking Trump. Yeah. <laughs> this episode is getting so political. Uh, we that, don't mean it. That is why we had them yeah. as our candidates. Yeah. Seriously. Like, because there's so many people who are single issue voters because of the labels. Yeah. And it's like... 
I yeah, mean, the single issue voter thing just, just stop kills me. Stop it. You are s- stupid. That you is are like foolish. And I'm talking to myself <laughs> four years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. But seriously, just stop. See the bigger picture. Like learn more about issues than just the only issue that you think you care about. Because you probably, if you learned more, you would probably care about a lot of them. Like so many more. Right. And so I think that that's why labels are <sighs> yeah. negative. Yeah, they are. But, like, I, you know, okay, when I see someone driving down the road and this is just a public confession, you guys can hate me for it or whatever, but I'm just being honest here. It's when the I dog s- mom thing again? No, it's not the dog mom thing. <laughs> okay. When I see someone driving down the road with a coexist sticker what is the first thing that goes through my mind bernie sanders supporter (laughs) aka fill in the blank (laughs) millennial Uh, millennial um yeah whatever Mm -hmm. and that i don't know anything about them but that is the label that i've put on them and i have separated myself from them and i do not like them Mm -hmm. they could be the coolest person in the world yeah well, and think I about, could literally be friends with that person yeah, in real life. Think about like people, like what you thought the first time you met like some of your best friends. Like I'm thinking about Julie. Like the first time I met Julie, who was one of my best friends, she had really dark hair. She had a lip ring. She didn't talk much. And I was like, ooh, this girl is like the opposite of me in every way. Doubt that we're going to be friends. And then we were roommates and now we're best friends. You know, it's like just that snap judgment. Like quickly, I was like, okay, so she seems different than me in lots of ways. So that means not friends, which is so stupid. That's the stupidest mindset ever. But like, think about that. Like the first time you met some of your best friends, you probably had these judgments of them that were not accurate or were just stupid, you know? And now look, you're your best friends. So that's what labels do, man. Labels make you dumb. Well, yeah. And I remember um, one of the first time, not the first time, but one of the first times, one of my first memories of you, you were with a large group of people (laughs) and you were playing this stupid game. What game? Uh, You were like talking about like, um, you were doing like a, a like get to know you game and you were talking about like what flavor shampoo is your favorite or whatever. (laughs) It was so stupid. And I was like, all of these people are stupid idiots. I can't believe they're wasting their time talking about what favorite flavor their shampoo is. And they went into great detail and they were just talking about it for literally like an hour. And then they had more stupid questions. And I was just like, these stupid people are wasting their time. Why don't you unpack or like clean up your room or something? I remember. Oh my gosh, you're such a fool. I know. I know. I am. I remember um, there is. <laughs> I remember uh, going to a show and there was someone uh, there who was um, one. Um, okay, so here's something you need to know. The, when you go to a hardcore show or a metal show, there's basically two kinds of. Uh, three kinds of people. There's the, the people up front who are there to like see the band and they're fanboys or fangirls and they're just up against the front of the the stage getting their ribs crushed by everyone else but they don't do anything except stand there and like try to get the attention of the lead singer or whatever and then there's the people in the mosh pit that are like 
moshing and dancing and hardcore dancing or whatever, punching people in the face. And then there's the people who are like right outside of the mosh pit who have their arms folded and they're refusing to move, but they just head bob a little bit. And you go to this concert and there's all of these people and they're all there to see the same bands. You have, (laughs) you literally have something very much the same in common with everyone that is in the room but you separate yourself based on the people who are in the front, the people who are in the mosh pit, and the people who are outside of the mosh pit. And you think, if you're in one of those groups, that the other two groups are stupid and dumb and idiotic, and they should get punched in the face. (laughs) And for me, I was in the mosh pit because that's where every good person deserves to be. Dancing and punch dancing out their rage and windmilling and picking up pennies and you know just general ninja kicking. all the dance moves you yeah. know classic and i thought that everyone else outside of the mosh pit was a complete idiot but their their favorite band is my favorite band also mm-hmm. and i just think that that is so stupid that we make those small little distinctions no, we hate people. Labels we hate people for that. You make when you make like a label like that about a person, it's like you're talking about probably like the least important thing about them. And like you're turning that into their identity from where you stand. That is their identity. The people who stand in the front or like the people who stand in the back or whatever. Or like the people who believe in this, the people who don't support this. That's like the probably the least important thing about them. You know, and you're making like this label that in your eyes, that is their identity. And that's not even like the most important thing about them, you know, or like if you meet someone, you think, oh, they're pretty. And that's all you think about them. That like, not not that that's a bad thing, but I was just thinking like, I remember the first time that I met Beth, I was like, wow, she's really pretty. And that's the only thing I thought about her. I didn't remember like anything from having a conversation with her or like. I didn't remember anything else about her except, oh, I think she's pretty. But it's like you take like these things that you get from your interaction or not even an interaction, just looking at them and seeing or based on what they're doing. And that's just that's stupid. So I don't know. Yeah. You Do you know what I mean? I know what you mean. I know. Would what you, you agree? I agree. Yeah. But what Ugh. I don't mean by this is I do not. I do not mean be friends with everyone because you can't be friends with everyone. You can't, well, you cannot be good friends with everyone. If you're good friends with everyone, then you're good friends with no one. Oh, that's so deep. That's like everything. If you have time for everything, then you have time for nothing. Or like Jim Collins says, if you have more than three priorities, you have none. Mm -hmm. It's true. But I would say I'm not encouraging myself or you or the listeners to try to be friends with everyone because that's not going to work. Sounds very exhausting. You don't have enough time. No. And you, I. And what would be the benefit of that? I mean, for me, like, I can really only care about maybe 50 people. 
Like deeply, probably not even that many. <laughs> deeply care about. Well, there was a scientific study that was done, and I, I don't even really want to reference it because I don't really remember who the scientist's name was, but or what the number was. But I think it was around a hundred and twenty. And the scientist did a study on like basically like the memory of your brain, and you can only care about one hundred and twenty people deeply at a time. Hmm. So when we that's we, interesting when we hear about like an earthquake in Haiti, we can briefly care for a couple of those people, and on a deep level, but we can't care for them the next day or the day after that, because we have other people who have to fill those slots. Yeah, family members, friends, people that we know, people in your everyday. So you can't care about everyone. You should care about everyone, but you can't deeply have a friendship connection with everyone. Yeah, that makes sense. So don't think that you have to be friends with everyone, but also don't separate yourselves from other people because of the labels that you choose to use or that you have given to other people. Mm -hmm. Because that's dumb. Yeah. And I remember in, in our conversation before, this is going back to labels, but you said that like when you give yourself a label, it's kind of like you try to make yourself fit that label even more than you naturally would. So like if you say like, I'm a, I don't remember the example you gave, like musician. I'm a musician, then you like change more about you than you naturally would have to become, to fit more in that label. And that's not necessarily a good thing either, because if it's not naturally you, then why? Right. right? Is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Yeah. I think in a sense, we see something that we like and we want to identify as that. And then we fake it until we make it. And we never truly make it. So most of the time we're just faking it. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right, Hannah, what are your recommendations for this week? Oh, my recommendations. Let's see. Um, well, I've been sick this week, so <laughs> one of my recommendations is... Campbell's gin Chicken Noodle Soup. Mm, no. Oh. Ginger tea with honey and like a squeeze of lemon. It's really good. <laughs> and also it helps... If you've got a sore throat or an upset stomach, the ginger is good for your stomach and the honey and lemon is good for your throat. And I've also been making it iced sometimes because I just really like the flavor of it. But you could just get any good ginger tea at, I got mine at Target and I don't know, it's just really good. So it's not that big of a deal. And then my other recommendation is The Crown on Netflix. It's a series. You better watch out because we'll get you hook, line, and sinker. Yeah, it is really good. If you are not a fan of, or if if you know that you are not a fan of Downton Abbey, then you will not like this because it reminds me of that some in some ways. But it is um about the Queen of England, the current Queen of England, back when she was crowned. And it is just really interesting because it is all of the events. It's based on true events. I mean, I'm sure there is a lot that is dramatized because it's like it's a drama, but it is just really good. And it's so interesting 
She was 25 when she was made the Queen of England. That is the religious head of state. That is crazy. She was younger than me. And she had a husband and she had two kids at that point. And she also had to run a country. So I don't know. It's just crazy. And all the stuff that happens, they, I don't know, they do it really well. I don't know if it's done by BBC, but it seems like it is. And it's just really good. I really, really like it. At first, I started watching it when I was like busy with all my orders. So I wasn't really paying attention. And I was like, oh, well, this is slow and this is boring. So it it is a teensy bit slow in the beginning. But if you like that kind of stuff, just give it a chance. And I am sure that you're going to love it. So, yep. Honey, what are your recommendations? I would like to recommend Ink Box. It oh boy. It's pretty cool. Mm. Um if you followed the instructions correctly. My wife did not follow the instructions correctly. No, I didn't. And she smeared her <laughs> two week long tattoo all <laughs> over the rest of her fingers. <laughs> I, however, have a nice two week tattoo. Blah blah blah. On my fingers. Um and on my wrist and on my elbow. Mm. And it's wow, you're pretty so good. It's pretty <laughs> nice. All, you just you basically are drawing on yourself with um ink. It's kind of like cake frosting and you leave it on there for an hour, then you wash it off with soap and water, Hannah. Wash it off with soap and water. That's the step that I didn't do because my layer of gel that you put on, it's like this like I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of like a gel. It dried and it literally just peeled off. It like flaked off. And then I was like, um, well, I mean, that looks pretty good. I think it's, I think it's all I need to do. But they say like, you have to wash it with soap and water and the ink develops in the next 24 hours. But I didn't listen. And now I got smudged all over my hand and my two other fingers that are next to my tattoo finger and it's just a good thing that i didn't sleep on my hand that night because it would have been on my face for two weeks <laughs> just like cc <laughs> think about like on like a mustache like if i would have done it right on my mouth it would be like a weird mustache mark yeah that would have been bad so bad but i love it and it's really good for like testing out a tattoo because you just put it on leave it for an hour wash it off and then it stays for two weeks and it takes about 12 to 24 hours to develop you can get um, little bottles or you can get pre-made like stick-on tattoos and it's relatively cheap and inexpensive um, and it's just a fun little thing to do and it's it's just tricky though because it's like you know it's going to be on for two weeks so you're like i don't know it's like nervous yeah you're just nervous because you're like oh like i have have to be very steady about doing this but yeah you just get someone who's like an artist to like do something on your arm like i was thinking i'm gonna ask savannah to do the rest of your sleeve and kind of see what it would look like because i got three one ounce bottles for 30 bucks <laughs> and we used about like one eighth of one ounce bottle yeah. And so we've got a lot more left and I was thinking this would be pretty sweet to just see what it would look like. Try out a tattoo. You don't have to commit to it. You just leave it there. It stays for two weeks and then it's kind of just gone and disappears. Yep. Yeah. 
And my second recommendation would be the documentary by The Minimalists called The Minimalists. And it's on Netflix now. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. They've got a good message. And, I mean, they're kind of cheesy themselves, but... They're huggers. Yeah, I'm a hugger. Come here. Um, But it's really good. And all the people they interview, I really liked how they did that. How they interviewed all those people about their lives and how they came to be minimalists in their own way yeah they had two of my favorite um authors about minimalism and simplicity on there which was pretty interesting it was it was cool i'm like i'm kind of hijacking your thing but one thing that i really thought was cool about that movie was um they said that they had someone come up to them and ask them well i don't know how i can be a minimalist because i have a lot of books and i really love my books and i love to read them and i love to smell them and i love to loan them out to other people and i love to talk about it and i love to do all this stuff And they're like well it sounds like you really love your books and you're getting a lot of value out of them so keep your books and i thought that was really interesting because that's like i have a lot of yarn and i also have a lot of books but like those are things that i find value in so that's not like I don't need to get rid of those things in order for me to simplify my life, you know, because those are things that I find value in and, you know, they're very useful to me, whatever. So, I mean, I have a lot of things that aren't useful, but I don't know. I thought that was a really interesting point that probably most people don't think of. They're always like, I could never be a minimalist because I have I have a collection of this. Yeah. So, yeah, I thought that was interesting. Any other things? Well, yeah, thanks for giving my recommendation back to me. Sorry, hon. That was a good addition, though. No, it was a good addition. I'm proud of you. <laughs> also, you. another reason why I would recommend this is because if you have been into minimalism or simplicity or essentialism or whatever label you want to throw on it. Did Ooh. You, did you see what I did there? I did. Ouch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then... And, oh, so if you're into those things and your significant other is not, oh. you could watch this movie and it's a little bit more accessible than reading all of these books and blog posts about it. Well, I read all the quotes you sent me. Yeah. But it was still probably more informative and easily accessible. Yeah, it was really easily accessible. And kind of like more, it affected you more than the quotes. Because we weren't distracted with other stuff too, though. That's that's what I would recommend if you're watching this. It's a documentary. But if you're watching it, don't be doing other stuff. Like, don't look at your phone at all. Don't do anything else. Just watch it because it's really, really good. And I feel like, you know, with most things, that's how you can soak up the most information or, you know, the most of the experience. So. Yeah. And I do. I don't love the minimalists. I like them. I like them a lot. But there's other minimalists. He does not and love them. Simplicist, simplicity and essentialist authors that I really like, like Dave Bruno or Joshua Becker or Adam Hamilton. I really like them. But they really focus on not forcing your minimalist lifestyle on someone else. And I think that that is something that's really cool mm-hmm. because I think that that's something that we do with labels mm-hmm. oftentimes is we force our label onto someone else in our life yeah. and we view them through that label that we have. So I will give, use myself as an example. 
I consider myself a minimalist or a sim- into simplicity or an essentialist or whatever term you want to throw, I would consider myself that. And so I view other people in my life through that frame of mind or through those spectacles and I judge them like my dad. He's got so much crap on his desk at work and I judge him because of it. And I think that the more that I have come to understand and appreciate the minimalist's writing as well as not not allowing myself to be burdened by the negative aspects of labels then it's a lot easier to not judge other people Hmm. because of my frame of mind and so i can let my dad keep all of his papers that he wants (laughs) on his desk and not think that he's a slob (laughs) he just does life differently than me Mm -hmm. so yep All right. Well, I think that's it for this week. If you have any recommendations or you have anything that you want to tell us or you related to something that we said or Or you you disagreed, you hated something that we said or you have um, any advice or literally anything, you You know where to find us. Anonymously send us a Tumblr message. You can email us. You can... Leave us a voicemail, which we love because it is awesome hearing your voices and being able to connect with you a little bit more. Or you could leave us a review on iTunes. And we would always appreciate it if you share us with your friends because I think that they might be able to benefit from it. Because I think that we could have benefited from this five years ago. Mm Mm-hmm. And that's why we're doing this podcast. All right. Well, I guess that's it for this week. Oh, no. There's something very, very important that I've forgotten. The one time I'm ready. I'm getting the eye roll. Oh, my. No, I just widened my eyes at you. No, there was definite eye roll. Oh, there was another eye roll. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Just stop and tell your joke. The one time that I'm ready with my joke and you don't even (laughs) see. Thing about it. I knew I was stalling for a reason, but I forgot halfway I've through I've been stalling. ready the whole time. Okay. okay, go. What did the janitor say when he jumped out of the closet? I do not know. Supplies! <laughs> 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 that is so good. That is a good one. <laughs> Supplies! Okay, well, thank you for listening. Hope you guys have a great Monday and a great week. And we'll talk to you next week. We will. You can you can bet on it. Happy trails. <laughs>